everyone. Welcome back. This is episode 28, and um, I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Uh, normally, I go to Duncan, and I have some sort of problems. I had no problems today at Duncan. Uh, Duncan was actually really chill today, so it was great. I didn't have to deal with anything, honestly. And then, um, you know, I've been complaining that Coquit Coffee is not around. Um, it's hard to find. I've been told that where I work, they're discontinuing it. Like, they won't even carry it or some shit. But don't worry. I went to a gas station, like, I think it was Tuesday, maybe Wednesday. Stumbled on into the back, and what did I see? A whole entire row of Coke with Coffee Dark Blend, which is the superior of the blends. Uh, The vanilla is second. Um, The mocha is trash. It just tastes like chocolate soda. It's not very good. Then there's a caramel one. I will not even try that. I will not try that abomination of a drink. But don't worry. I found 10 Dark Blend Coquit Coffees. And you bet your sweet ass I bought all 10 of them. Maybe it was 8. Either way, I bought a shit ton. And then I went back and I bought uh, like 4 or 5 of the vanilla ones. Because I couldn't find any more Dark Blends. But I'd rather have the vanilla than have nothing. Um, But yeah, so... We're filled back up with gasoline today. Um, I'm like cherishing this as I as I drink it too. It's like uh, it's like when you find water and you've been like in the desert. I'd assume you know. Ugh, it's delicious. Um, mystery downloads. There are quite a few new ones that I saw this morning. Ann Arbor, Michigan. Never been there. Hudson, Ohio. I think. I think that's the town. It's like somewhere between Akron and Cleveland. Uh, Wheeling, West Virginia. Providence, Rhode Island. And Amherst, Massachusetts. I've never been to any of those places. Um, So, if you're new and you're listening a week later, welcome. Send me an email, justlastweekpodcast.com. I'd love to talk to somebody who doesn't know me that randomly found this show. It's like a dream of mine, and it's yet to happen. But it will happen. I'm keeping faith. One day, one of you people who I've never met, who live in a location I've never been to, will send me a, a gosh darn email, and um, and I can read it. It'll be some content. I can interact with you and, you know, hit you up virtually. And yeah, it'll be great content. Until then, we will resume our... Uh, fuck, I fucked that up. What is it? Back to our regularly, reg, fuck, regularly scheduled programming. Fuck, I fucked that all up. That was, man, kind of bunted right there when I should have swung. But how's everybody doing? Um, normally, I've already started off with my Duncan, the mystery downloads. Now, um, I was debating whether I was going to tell the story because I don't know how interesting people find these. I'm going to just call them like crackhead encounters. This guy's not really a crackhead, but he falls into that category with the way he acted. And uh, I don't really know how people feel about these stories, but man, I think they're fucking interesting. Like, working a third shift at a gas station is like a peek into, like, I definitely have to catch myself from getting, like, jaded and, like, super negative towards the world. Because most of the people I interact with are, like, pieces of shit, or they're fucking tweaking out and, you know, just doing crackhead shit, you know? So I tend to, like, fucking, like, I think that's all that lives around me. Because it's like you are a product of your environment, you know? Like, if that's all you interact with, you'll tend to think that's all that's out there. But I know that's not all that's out there. But man, like, alright. So this guy comes in, 
and like he's one of those old guys like he's like got to be in his 60s and he's one of those guys that like doesn't say anything to you and just barks what he wants like give me my fucking cigarettes he doesn't say it like that but that's what he wants to say and he's never nice you ask him how he's doing he just ignores you and says give me a pack of cigarettes he's one of those kind of guys so I never really liked him every time I see him pull up you know I'm like this fucking guy like I gotta deal with this fucking guy right now so he comes in in to set this up the past like two weeks I guess we didn't get our Mountain Dew 2 liters the fucking I swear to god Mountain Dew 2 liters and packs of Mountain Dew are like that is like a white person would ask for that over an IV bag in the fucking hospital bro be like we're gonna get you this IV bag they're like can I just have a Mountain Dew I'd really prefer a Mountain Dew right now Mountain Dew is the fucking engine oil of white America bro like I swear to fucking God, dude, especially like in any sort of country. When I lived in Kentucky, fucking white people love their Mountain Dew there. Like, it, uh, fuck, man. Down here in Florida, that's like, along with like the, the, the state outfit, which is no shirt, flip-flops, and like some, some fucked up jeans or some shorts, that's the uniform for like white dudes in Florida. They got to have their fucking Mountain Dew. If they don't have their Mountain Dew, there's a problem. <laughs> so he's been coming in. And uh, I guess we haven't had Mountain Dew 2 liters. Heaven forbid, you know. Call the fucking police. There's no Mountain Dew 2 liters. So, he's been coming in, saying we're out. I'm like, listen, man, we get a truck every Tuesday. That's all I can tell you. I don't work for Mountain Dew. I barely work here, man, you know. I just work here, you know. Give him one of those. So, he tells me, he walks in, doesn't, like, no acknowledgement whatsoever. First words out of his mouth. Y'all get any Mountain Dew yet? Like, I don't know, man. I haven't been over that side of the store, but you know you know where they'd be. I'm like, you know, whatever. I also don't like to come out from behind the counter uh, when I'm working in the middle of the night. Just, it's a variable. It's like a, it's a danger zone. I won't be out there. Something might happen. I'm just kicking back here where I can run away, you know. Um, so, he, so, you know, he goes over there. Comes to walk back. He goes, all right, I bought a Diet Mountain Dew 2 liter two weeks ago. I want to return it. I was like, what? Like... I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that's allowed. So I tell him, I'm like, wait a minute, you, like you have a receipt, like you bought this two weeks ago and you want to return it. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, man, I'm gonna just be honest with you. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that I can do a return like that far back. Like, I don't know how the system will process it. You might have to wait for a manager. He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, what I said, bro, like, you know, I can't do that right now. You're going to have to wait or just come back tomorrow when there's a manager. He goes, well, um, y'all didn't have any Mountain Dew, so I had to buy this one. And y'all haven't had any, so what am I supposed to do with it? I was like, all right, man, like, I was, I didn't sell it to you. I wasn't here when you bought it. I don't really know what you're talking about. But, you know, uh, like I said, like, I'm not saying you can't return it. I'm saying I can't do the return for you. He keeps framing this shit. Like, somebody ran over there and slapped him. And took his wallet and was like, grab that two liter. And then they paid for it. And then fucking like punched him in the face and was like, drink that shit, bitch. And for two weeks, he's been like, I don't want this. But he hasn't done anything about it. So I tell him like, listen, bro, I can't do it. Like, I'm sorry. He goes, well, I don't see why not. Now, a few days ago, I went to the bathroom. I worked by myself, which means I had to lock the door, right? While I was in the bathroom, all the way across the store, I heard somebody banging on the front door. That's a loud bang. Then I heard someone like tap keys onto the glass door on the side of the building, which is also locked. 
So naturally I finished what I was doing and then took a minute or two. Cause I was like, I don't know what I'm walking into. And then I went out and nobody was at the store, but best believe I was pissed. I was ready to tell somebody like, Hey man, don't be doing that shit. Like I put a sign up, like you need to relax. Like I don't like the fact you're walking all around my store, banging on the doors, trying to get in. Like that's creepy. But I came out and nobody was there. It was a fucking, it was an apparition that was fucking haunting my gas station. Right. And, um, uh, this guy goes to leave after calling me an idiot because I can't do his, uh, I can't do his return, right? I can't refund his diet. I can't, I can't get rid of that fucking communist diet Mountain Dew that's so un-American he can't even drink it. I have to fucking, you know, I have to be insulted for that. So he calls me a fucking idiot. <laughs> he walks out the front door, like always. Like, this is a crackhead 101. This is like, you know, like your base attack, like in an anime or even a video game, your base attack move. Every crackhead's base attack move is to get all the way to the front door, open it, step halfway out, and then call you an idiot, or then call you a pussy, or then fucking curse you out. It's They always have to be halfway out the door, because they're the biggest pussies in the world, bro. They are infuriating, bro, because I like a bit of confrontation. I'm a confrontational dude, you know? Deep down, I'm a little toxic. I'm a little... uh I'm a little like bad manners, you know, I'm, I'm fucking, I'll, I'll be, I'll be your fucking Huckleberry. Let's go. You want to talk some shit? Let's talk some shit. You know, I mean, I'm an adult now. So like, I feel like fighting is really stupid unless like you're being attacked or like, I don't know. I don't really know. Somebody took your fucking Coke with coffee. You know, they took it right, right away from you and you got to slap them up real quick. But generally I just like to talk some shit. I like some confrontation. Let's go. I don't care if I work here or not. I'm in the right. You're in the wrong. Like, the customer's not always right, bitch. This is 2022, you know? So anyways, he goes out, comes back in. He goes, were you working last night? I was like, I work every night. What's up? Like, fucking big dicking him, you know? Like, what's up? I, this, Yeah, I was. I work here every of the nights. That's not Friday and Saturday. But yeah, every night you've ever seen me? Yeah, I work here. What's up? He goes, are you the one that had the store closed down? I was like... You mean what exactly? He goes, I was standing out here with three people. There was a sign on the door and you wouldn't let nobody in. I was like, oh yeah, I was in the bathroom. He goes, what, what, what do you think you're doing? I was like, using the bathroom. And then he goes, well, I want you to know there was three people out here and none of us could get inside. I was like, yeah, dude, I work alone. I like, <laughs> this is where I like triggered him. I was like, yeah, buddy, I work alone. Like I have to to close the store down i can't just let you guys walk around while you know i'm taking a shit if you must know what i was doing back there i got stomach issues bro i was taking a poop what's good again then he goes you were in there forever i was like dude i was in there for maybe 10 minutes and the sign also says be back in 15 so i was being generous bro you know boy's got to poop bro you never pooped before so i asked him you ever worked a job he goes what i was like you know you've like you've worked a job before right you're allowed to go to the bathroom while you're at your job. Now, normally at your job, there's probably other people, so it's not a big deal. You can go to the bathroom whenever you want. Nobody would care. I was like, but I work alone, so I have to lock the door, and I'm allowed to go to the bathroom. He goes, well, it just ain't right. I'm going to tell your manager. I was like, you're going to tell my manager I went to the bathroom? I was like, great. I'm sure they'd love to know that I was securing the store while it was unmanned, you know? It's like a goddamn military post. It's zero dark 30 out in this bitch, and I got to poop, all right? So back up off me, old man. So then he closes the door again, flips me off, but then he starts screaming and I just, <laughs> you can't see it. I did like this little thing where I put my hand like under my chin, I had a little finger wave at him, like, <laughs> I 
goodbye, you know, giving him one of those. I emoted on his ass. I fucking Fortnite emoted on his ass, bro. Just hit him with a chin wave. <laughs> and then he backs up and starts screaming at me again. So I start waving at him like, goodbye, have a good night. <laughs> and fucking just, you know, passive aggressive shit. Not, like, if I get in trouble for it, which I don't think I will because he came in again, like nothing happened of it. But even if I did get in trouble for that, they just kind of be like, hey, man, uh, maybe don't be so, like, sarcastic to the customers. Like, you know, to me, that's good customer service. I'm telling you, have a good night. I'm waving you goodbye, you know. I'm a poster boy if you don't count the context, you know. But um, I love doing shit like that where you can't really get in trouble. But even if you did, they would just have to tell you some really vague shit. Like, hey, maybe don't, like, antagonize the customers in a passive-aggressive way after they, you know, harass you. It's like, yeah, fair enough. So I think it's over, right? No, sir. No, sir. I get a phone call on the store phone. Excuse me. It's like a house phone, but for the store, because nobody has a house phone anymore. I pick it up, say my little thing, nothing. Then they hang up. I'm like, all right, whatever. A minute later, I get another phone call. Now this guy decides to talk. He goes, hey, dumbass, it's me. I was like, what? He goes, I'm going to let your manager know that you closed the store the other night. I was like, are you calling to harass me like over the phone now? I was like, come on, man. Like you didn't get enough. He goes, listen here, punk. I'm going to tell him what you did. I was like, okay, buddy. I'm going to tell them you're harassing me like even more. I was like, what are you doing? Like you're a grown man, but he had already hung up by then. Uh, and I guess, uh, somebody let him return the two liter. My manager was pissed off about it. So big L's for that guy. But yeah, man, I'm telling you. It's tough to not get jaded when shit like that happens, bro. Because, like, for me, bro, and I know it shouldn't bother me. I know, like, I shouldn't let these people get to me. But, like, man, does it make my blood boil, you know? Just gets me fucking, oh, I get so upset. I'm like, dude, if we were on the street right now, like, if we were just out somewhere and you fucking did some shit like this, I would verbally fuck you up, bro. I would make so much fun of you right now. I would fucking make your little brain fucking disintegrate like into fucking dust bro like i would put your brain in a fucking mental kimura okay it's jujitsu term okay but yeah i can't do that at work so i gotta use like restraint because like technically this is a little tip for y'all if you work like customer service or retail whatever you want to call it if a customer's being shitty to you try your best to just be really like passive aggressive and don't do anything, because, like, most of the time, if you're on camera, nobody's there to hear what you said, if you can just look calmer than that person, you can gaslight the shit out of everybody, be like, that never happened, I didn't say that, like, well, yeah, like, they're yelling at me, but look at how calm I am, like, why would I say that, like, they're just pissed off, so, yeah, keep your cool, and be, like, really passive-aggressive, and they can't really, then what are they gonna do, I, I was yelling at this fucking service worker, and then they said some, like, somewhat sarcastic things to me while I was acting like a child oh yeah tough life for you buddy but yeah that's the latest crackhead encounter it was not fun and um I can't wait to see that fool because then we'll have another fucking you know passive aggressive fucking Yu-Gi-Oh duel bro I love that shit like oh you want to play fucking asshole I play uh, my trap card and you fall into it every time so yeah fuck that guy um what do I have for topics? Oh, yeah. Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Or he's trying to buy Twitter. Now, I'll be honest. I'm not very informed on this shit. I didn't look too deep into it. Because, like, what's, like, who gives a fuck, bro? If you use Twitter, first of all, I use Twitter sometimes. I use Twitter understanding that it is a wasteland. 
it is a fucking it's like what the joker fell into in his origin story it's just a toxic vet it's just a vet of toxicity and fucking retardation to fucking gonna get canceled for that in the future but it's fucking true bro twitter is full of fucking dumb fucking people and terrible takes and toxic replies twitter is like my spirit animal sometimes like when that guy comes into yeah, when that guy comes into the gas station, I turn into a fucking personification of Twitter. I'm like, "What's up, bitch? You want to get fucking ratioed right now?" He's like, "What's that?" I'm like, "Look at this fucking idiot. He doesn't even know what being ratioed is." But yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I think a lot of people freaking out about Elon trying to buy Twitter are just fucking nerds. Like, who gives a fuck? You know, they're like stock manipulation. I'm like, bro, what does that even mean? You know, like. I understand what, like, I know what it means, but I'm saying, like, I don't fucking really know what it means. Like, I can understand the concept, but it's like, I bet those stocks get manipulated every goddamn day, you know? Like, what the fuck are you on about? Like, dude is already rich as fuck anyway. What are you gonna do? Make him not, like, was he gonna be more rich? Let the man go to Mars, you know? I'd rather at least, like, if Elon bought Twitter, I feel like it'd be more chill than, like, if uh, Jeff Bezos bought Twitter, you know? Like, I saw this, uh, I saw this post about all these words that are banned, in, like, the Amazon company IM chat messaging room program app, whatever it is. And it was, like, slave labor, uh, too much work, bad conditions, union. I think the word union is banned. So imagine if they bought Twitter. It'd be even more PC and fucking censored than it already is. Now, if Elon buys Twitter, he might just fucking... He might change the game, bruh. Everybody might be able to say anything they want at any time. You know, like they should be able to. Um, but I'm not gonna like dive into fucking Twitter TOS. Cause like, who gives a shit? But yeah, I saw a bunch of people losing their minds about them. Like, who? <laughs> who cares, bruh? Like, who gives a fuck? What are you on Twitter for anyway? Seriously, what are you on Twitter for? Other than dunk on people? Maybe get a meme or two? There's a bunch of, like, OnlyFans. Like, bro, I got my Twitter back after, like, three years, right? I hadn't been on Twitter in, like, three years. I got it back, bro, and it was just nothing but, like, fucking ass and tits and, like, naked women all through my feed. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's allowed? Like, you could just post that shit? Like, just straight up post some fucking nudes on Twitter. It's like, somebody was like, yeah, bro, like, where you been? I was like, not on Twitter. And I also didn't like it. I was like, what if I was out in public that pulls up? Somebody's behind me. They look at that. They think, oh, look at this guy. He's a weirdo. Look at this guy. He's being weird. He's looking at naked people in public, bro. What a weirdo. Like, no, it just it just came up on my timeline. I, I don't even... I have a separate, you know, incognito browser for that, bro. Like, I, I, that's not me. Now you're in this awkward situation. All because Twitter wants you to allow... Like, that's the thing about Twitter, bro. You can post fucking basically porn, uncensored, right out there on your timeline... But if you, like, insult somebody with the wrong word, or maybe you have, like, a, a conspiracy take, or you got some weird shit to say, banned, shadow banned, blocked, reported, you're in Twitter jail, you know? It's fucking weird to me. It's like, that's okay. That's just cool. But, yeah, that's really my thoughts on Elon. I don't know if anybody had, like, a, a super hot take on that, other than a bunch of, like, fucking dummies I saw, like, talking about stock manipulation, like, he's just buying this so he can manipulate the market, I'm like, yeah, dude, I know so many 24-year-olds like me with disposable income that they invest into the stock market, yeah, bro, me and all my homies got a group chat about the stocks, bro, we're just, you know, day trading away over here, you know what I'm saying, preparing for retirement and shit, 
I don't even have a house, you know. <laughs> I barely got a car, you know. Bought that shit a year ago. But yeah, fucking can't believe Elon's going to manipulate my stocks. Ooh, like get the fuck out of here, bro. You're not even invested in the stock market. Fucking weirdos. Weirdos got the fucking dumbest hot takes I've ever seen in my life. Um, I don't know how breaking news this is to anybody. Um, but it's a follow-up of like a a thing I still have like opinions about, but I don't think anybody wants to hear because everybody's heard every opinion about it. But Will Smith got banned for 10 years from the Oscars. And, you know, he pulled the ultimate bitch move, bro. Like, or maybe the Oscars pulled the bitch move. I can't remember. Fuck. Either Will Smith resigned and then they banned him or like they banned him and then he resigned. Either way, it's kind of a bitch move to be like, I resign after a month of public out, you know, public opinion, thought I was a dickhead. Now I resign. Not like that night. Like, imagine, imagine this, right? This is, this is my hot take. Imagine Will Smith goes up and like when he grabs that Oscar, he goes, Hey, I just want to be honest. Fuck this shit. Uh, fuck Chris Rock for making fun of my wife. Fuck all y'all for laughing. Um, fuck the, the public eye for always making us be in the spotlight and shit. You know, if he just takes a stand right there, he's like, fuck the Academy. I finally won. I'm out this bitch. Fuck you, Chris Rock. And like, he really goes full anime villain. That's way cooler than fucking waiting three weeks to be like, you know, that was a pretty shameful thing I did. And after I've had three weeks to look back on it and, you know, millions of people have told me I'm wrong, um, you know, everybody who defended me and then my wife came out and she was like, yeah, I don't defend that. I wish he didn't do that. I don't need to be protected. You know, she totally cucked me again in front of the entire world. I just feel like maybe I should resign. Maybe right now isn't the time for me to be in the limelight. And, uh, yeah, you know, that's that, yeah, great fucking move, buddy. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Ten years, by the way. If you think Will Smith's gonna be able to make another Oscar run in ten years, that's how I felt when I thought Conor McGregor would be able to win another belt. Um, and here we are six years later, and he's taken, like, three incredibly bad L's. Oh, man, that just made me sad thinking about Conor McGregor's, like, rise, and then his plateau, and then just the fall, bruh. I mean, yeah, man. Like, what was the last guy he beat? Cerrone in the first round with a fucking elbow strike and a head kick? I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I was jazzed up. But, like, you know, I watched him get mauled by Khabib. That was tough. But I never thought he could beat Khabib anyway. Khabib's a fucking loser. Um, Oh, I just... Bro, I just had a thought. And I was trying to think of this thought all week. And I couldn't. And now I don't have a pen. But I was going to write it down. Um, the thought, by the way, is related to Khabib. Khabib. Alright, sorry for that fucking weird breathing. Um, I was looking down and writing that. Um, I just remembered. I was, I was trying to think about something about Khabib all week, and I just jogged my own memory. But yeah, dude, I think it's real whack that Will Smith... I, I, I just still want to be honest. If you still defend Will Smith after his fucking wife came out and was like, I don't need to be... I don't need to be defended. Like, man, you have pie all over your face, bro. You are a clown. And you got pied in the face like a fucking 40s cartoon, my guy. Look at you. Looking like you lost a bet. With fucking... I don't know where I was going with that. But yeah, dude, you look stupid if you were defending Will Smith. 
100%. And also, does anybody else feel incredibly, like, I don't know, what's the word? What's the word when, like, something happens and you just laugh even more? I don't know. Vindictive? I feel real vindictive, like, laughing at at fucking how Will Smith has been played so many times. And then he got played again. Like, imagine sticking up for your wife and then she throws you under the bus again. She's like, yeah, fuck this guy. I can't believe... I can't believe this guy would protect me like that. Like, you know, she could be like, I don't condone violence, but I stand by my man. You know, I thought marriage was supposed to be like a team. Like, you know, you guys don't throw each other under the bus. You guys look out for one another. You don't turn your back on him, you know, even if he fucking, <laughs> even if, you know, he deserves it. You're supposed to stand, unless it's like something super evil, like he murdered somebody or some shit, you know. But even then, you know, Tupac would have shot him, you know. <laughs> fucking bum. What a bum. Um, speaking of bums, I started playing Fortnite again, and I'm a fucking bum. Uh, I'm kind of bad, but, um, there's a no building mode now, so, yeah, that's great. And I've been meeting a bunch of British people on Fortnite, because I get off at, like, 6 a.m., I come home and play Fortnite, and, man, I met this Scottish girl, she had, like, just an amazing voice, with, like, a great voice with a great accent, it was dope. And, like, she added me. Like, I guess we played in a squad, and she sent me a request because I wasn't toxic, and I had a mic, and I wasn't nine years old. So I checked all the boxes. And, um, yeah, bro, I, when I, like, put it, like, I didn't even think she had a mic. I didn't even know it was a her. <laughs> I will say, I'm, what's the word? Misogynistic? Sexist? Is it sexist that when I play games, I assume it's always dudes? Because, like, I know there's that whole, like, oh, you're a girl. Oh, my God, are you a girl? <laughs> Are you a girl on Fortnite? You know, there's that whole meme. Like, oh my god, it's a gamer girl. It's a gamer girl. Hey, what's up, you know? But, um, I always think that. So I saw, like, a little mic pop up. I just was like, yo, what's good? And then she was like, I'm not even gonna try. Scottish accents are so hard, bro. But she responded all sweet and Scottish. And I was like, oh my god, hey, how's it going? You want to play duos? I'm down for duos. Yeah. <laughs> you just you don't want to, like, it's surprising to hear that, but you also don't want to be that guy that's being weird. So I was just in a, like, don't be weird and uh, just try to keep it, you know, funny. Don't be toxic. Don't scream when a nine-year-old snipes you. She'll judge you. So, yeah, that was dope. But, yeah, I've been meeting a lot of British people, a lot of people in the U.K., you know, and that's pretty dope. You know, so maybe if I keep playing with them and we're friends, I'll drop my podcast and we can get more mystery downloaders and uh, and some British listeners. I know I got an Irish listener in Dublin. That shit's a red zone. That's a hotspot, boy. Hit up the Gmail. Just let us speak podcast at gmail.com, you know? It's all one word. Hit it up. Send us an email. Or even if I know you, send us a fucking email, dude. Somebody send me a fucking email. I created a whole Gmail for this podcast and it's been six fucking months and I have not a single email with a question, comment, concern, or a riddle. I'm kind of sad about it, honestly. Small outburst. All right, but back to back to normal. <laughs> um, this next part of the show, because we're like, let me pull up the recording. Yeah, we're almost like halfway through, and I think I can. I got it. I got it. <sighs> so this next part of the show, it's like a two-parter thing. Uh, the first thing. Is something I was going to talk about anyway, and I even tweeted about. Is anybody else out there, maybe you paint, maybe you stream, maybe you do arts and crafts, maybe you make music, right? Maybe you fucking draw, maybe you fucking write stories or poetry, right? Maybe you have a hobby, maybe you have a passion that you love, right? 
does anybody else, like when they have free time, go to do that thing and then you just can't do it or you're not inspired and you just sit there and you get upset that you can't do the thing you want to do. You get like writer's block. You know, maybe like your drawing got fucked up or you painted the wrong color. Whatever, right? So you're like, man, whatever. I guess I'll take a break. Like, I guess I'm not doing this today. And then you clock into work and your brain's like, hey, man, we should write a song right now. You you know that song you're just listening to in your car, bro? It would be really cool if like you took this idea and you made like your own song. You know, every fucking day I got to work this week, as soon as I clocked in, my brain would be like, bro, you remember that garage band beat you were working on? You should do this to it. And I'm like, God damn it. I can't do that right now, brain. I got to fucking sell people coffee and get yelled at. You know, it's not time for that right now, brain. God damn it. So, yeah, I've been having that all week and uh, it's kind of good. I got a little project I'm trying to complete within two months um, to give anybody a hint. There's a mixtape called Acid Rap by Chance the Rapper. That's kind of what I'm going for. If you know the story about it, there you go. You know what I'm trying to do. But yeah, I'm trying to complete it in two months. And uh, it's been two days. And uh, we've made a little bit of headway, honestly. Uh, so hopefully I can get that done. Should take five weeks, and then I should have three weeks to perfect it. But yeah, man, every day I go into work, I think about like my music. Um, for those of you who don't know me or you know didn't really like stay in touch with me on my old social medias that are all deleted now, um, I have a SoundCloud. There's like, uh, I don't know, 20, 30 tracks on there that I've made over like the past four years, maybe. Yeah, four years for sure. And uh, I used to be like, well, not used to be. I guess I just took it more serious or I was taking it more serious. But when I lived in Chicago, I made a SoundCloud. And, uh, bro, I've been writing rap since I was like nine years old. And I've been like making music. And I use that term loosely, but I've been recording music or something like that since I was 13, uh, since a good friend of mine uh, let me rap over, uh, bro, I wish I could remember, there was like this website you could go to download free instrumentals back in the day, before like ripping shit from YouTube was a thing, and uh, man, they were like the most, it's the most like mid-2000s thing ever, bro, they were just the most like... Ugh, <laughs> like I cringe thinking about some of these beats. I used to have a CD with like uh, some of the beats still on them, but uh, it's like so scr- like I still have the CD, but it's like scratched beyond belief and fucked up and warped by the sun, all kinds of shit. But I can't bring myself to throw it away because it's like so fucking special to my fucking cringy Midwestern heart. <laughs> and uh, so I've been making music forever, man, and it's something I've wanted to do like my whole life, like, my whole life, if somebody asks me what I want to do, I say I want to rap, I want to be a musician, and I still feel that way, I want to be some sort of an artist, you know, whether, like, this podcast blows up, or, you know, maybe I can Joji that shit, and get famous for the podcast, and then drop some music out of nowhere, and then blow up on both ends, but, um, yeah, it's always been something that was, like, real important to me, man, and when I get to work, bro, I just get these fucking... I don't know, it's always been that way too, because I think when I sit at work and I think about like my day-to-day troubles and how much I don't fucking like it and how I don't like my position in life, how I felt like I'd be living with friends or a girl or something when I was about to turn 25 and fucking live with my mom, fucking collecting comic books and shit, like no, nowhere near where I thought my life would be, and uh, somewhat I get dissatisfied because I feel like maybe I could have 
I don't know, made better decisions or put more effort into certain relationships that would have put me in better spots in life. You know, maybe if I would have took like high school a little bit more serious. Like, bro, I don't even think like it's kind of sad, but I I still think it's kind of dope. I don't know why I think it's dope, but I just always thought it was kind of funny. Like, I remember when like everybody was struggling to like apply to colleges and shit. Like, I was just straight up, like, smoking weed. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm not even going to attempt. I'm not even going to look up how to apply to college on Google. I'm not going to talk to a single faculty member. I'm not going to talk to the librarian who really liked me and was, like, my second mom and is the main reason I graduated. Uh, I'm not even going to ask her, bro. Like, everybody's just happy I made it through high school, you know? Like, and that's kind of a low bar, but fuck it, you know? Like... There was a, there was like two years, like my early, like sophomore year, bro, there was just like, I don't think this kid's going to graduate. Like not because I was dumb, just because like I didn't give a fuck. And I was such a punk fucking teenager, bro. Like I did a bunch of stupid shit. And then I had like this whole like emo depressed phase. And then like I would get like, bro, I remember like my whole sophomore, yeah, like my whole sophomore summer, like going into junior year, I was like. I wouldn't call it house arrest. I guess it was just, like, grounded, but, like, to a way different extent. Like, I was literally allowed to go to work uh, when I had my job, like, in high school, and I was allowed to come home because, like, I fucking... It's a really cringe story. Basically, like, I got caught buying drugs by my whole family, (laughs) and then, like, the state cops came to my house and shit. It was really fucking cringe. Uh, But, yeah, I wasn't allowed... Like, dude, there were so many good parties that year, too. Like, I still remember stories... Of, like, my buddies telling me these crazy parties that I missed out on. I wasn't allowed to do shit, bro. Like, at all. I wasn't even allowed to go take a walk by myself. Like, fuck. Anyways. All that time, though, bro. Like, I wanted to be a rapper. I wanted to make music. And, like, I was talking about colleges. I don't know. I just got way sidetracked on that crazy, stupid fucking excerpt. But there you go. A little, little fun fact about Dave. But yeah, like I never wanted to, I never worried about a different plan. It was always just like musical workout or I'll find a way to, uh, I'll find a way to do music or I'll find a way to, I don't know, get myself out there. And I really tried. I used to freestyle at parties and shit. I used to freestyle with like new friends while we'd all smoke and and shit like that. I was kind of known for it. I never really did anything with it. And it would just be like a, it would be like a party trick or there were some people I lived with that would like, I don't know, kind of practice with me or throw me beats and make me freestyle, kind of feed the passion. But, you know, for the most part, it's been just me. And when I get in that mood uh, and I start like, you know, uh, looking back on my life or uh, things like that, I always get this feeling, bro. And it's this feeling that I thought nobody else really understood. Or maybe it was just me being like, you know, kind of a pussy. You know, just like, oh, I wish I did this. I wish I did that. You know, crying in my sorrows type shit. Uh, But I have a good buddy. His name is Trevin. I've talked about him before on the podcast. Uh, He's a really good friend of mine. I met him when I moved down here to Florida. We worked together at this pawn shop. Um, And, uh, man, we would hang out like every day. We'd go play pool. And Trevin is a big white dude. And he's very hood. Like, Trevin is hood as fuck. Like, when I met this dude... When I met this dude, like, I'm a pretty funny guy. Like, I like to joke around with my friends. I like to talk shit. And, you know, like, growing up, uh, I don't, fuck. 
all this shit's gonna come back to bite me in the ass. But fucking, I'm gonna just be honest, bro. You know, like uh, growing up, bro, like you make gay jokes with your friends, you talk shit, you say some sus stuff, you know, just try to get them to laugh or you know shit like that. I don't think there's a problem with that. If you think there's a problem with that, I'm sorry. Whatever, like you know, I'm not ashamed of the jokes I make. I guess I, mean, I make them with friends. I don't say them to random people. Whatever, PC, all that shit. I get it. Yeah, it's bad. Whatever. I'll change my ways. Probably not. Blah blah. blah. Um. But, you know, I would say certain shit, and he would get, like, kind of upset, right? Like, he's super hood. Um, but Trevin listened to a lot of rap music. Now, some of it I had heard. A lot of it, not so much. He's a big Kodak Black fan. He loves Kodak Black. Uh, and he loves the game. Uh, and, yeah. Anyways, um, I would chill with him every day. We go to bars. We play pool together. And Trevin also liked to rap. So, you know, finally found a friend I could rap with and shit. And uh, I would share music with him, bro, and he would, you know, we'd freestyle in his car and shit. And, um, I definitely would say, this isn't like a diss, it's just like, I don't think he'd ever had, uh, not help. I don't know how to say it. My mans would make music, like, at a studio, which I've never done. Like, complete opposite. So, like, he would go to studios and work with people um, where he came from. And me growing up, I had to do this, basically. I would open up Audacity, I would buy a mic. And I would spit and I would write. If not, even when I couldn't write uh, or even when I couldn't record, I would just write songs in notebooks or in my phone. And I would have songs to certain beats like on the internet and shit. Just like preparing one day, like maybe one day I'll get to spit. Maybe one day I'll get to record something, you know. Also, there's a kid in my high school and I fucking recorded a song and he has it or he had it. It was to Mac Miller's Best Day Ever instrumental. I wonder if I could get that shit. I'd love to get my hands on that. That's back when I went by a different rap name, too. Ah, damn. I just got a major flashback. I gotta write that down. I gotta get that song somehow. But anyways, finally, like, when I lived in Chicago and I bought, like, a certain iPhone, I had GarageBand, right? Um, So there's songs I've made on my SoundCloud that are, like, I made the beat. I did the vocals. I did the editing. I did the mastering. All kinds of shit, bro. And, um, man, I remember living in Chicago in my studio apartment and, um, I would record in the bathroom, man. And like, I had these two shelves in in the corner of my bathroom and I would tape up these pieces of paper from this notepad that I would write my bars on and I would tape them up like in order and I would have my phone there and I would record just into the phone, bro, with headphones plugged in. Um, and record like into the iPhone uh so I used to make like hella songs on GarageBand like some good shit in my opinion some of them were pretty popular on my SoundCloud for them being like straight up like indie bathroom rap and uh I would also like once I got my mic and I had like a decent laptop I'd start recording shit and um he had never really done it on his own so I remember we would connect over music and I was talking to him the other night and we kind of had this, like, moment, bro, where he, like, really wanted to work on his music, and he felt like he'd been wasting time. And, you know, I used to work on my music, and then I kind of fell off. I don't know if I lost the hunger, or uh, I think I did for a while, to be honest. When I lived in Chicago, I had no prospects. I was working two jobs, six days a week. So, like, music to me was everything. It was, like, something that kept my sanity. And then when I moved down here, I was able to kind of relax a little bit, because I live with my mom. So, uh, I was able to like chill out and I was able to have a life and I got a social life again. I wasn't just sitting in my house 24 seven alone. And I think that kind of cut down on like one, the time I would spend on it. And two, uh, I guess the hunger to like do it. And I have spurts down here where I make music and shit. 
Uh, but here lately, I haven't made a whole lot. And I guess some of it has been because like a lack of drive or ambition. But on the other end, I just felt like I also kind of got like sober. I hate saying that because like I wasn't like really on drugs. I just kind of switched up my lifestyle. I don't smoke weed anymore. I don't drink a whole lot. Uh, I don't smoke like nicotine or cigars and shit. Um, you know, I do like Molly and shit, ecstasy occasionally, mushrooms and shit. But I stopped doing all that, right? So I do coke with coffee now and I drink water and I drink like maybe one day a week while I play video games. Um, so I felt like also like a big thing associated with my music was always like being high or smoking weed or, you know, uh, even some good shit I've made. I've been like super drunk or like crossfaded and you get like real in your feelings and you're able to like record for me. I feel like it's easier for me to open up and get like more in touch with like my feelings because I'm always trying to like trying to be cool guy anime like I don't feel anything Kakashi shit just always calm and I have like two modes most of the time like calm not even calm like lack of emotion or like fucking rage those are my on and offs either I'm I'm fucking pain from Naruto or I'm just very somber and fucking negative or I'm fucking Hulk and I'm just angry as fucking so there's that um but yeah so it's a little different now to write or to try to record um, being, like, sober and shit, it's just weird, and I also feel like I've been changing, like, maybe my style of music, or what I want to make, and shit like that, trying to figure out, like, subject matter, uh, maybe a different image, because there for a while, I had, like, this, uh, (laughs) it was, like, a persona, it was, like, a character for my stage name, but nobody could fucking pronounce or read Rorschach, so I had to drop that shit, but anyways, I'm in, like, this stage, too, of, like, reinvention, or, you know, on, on like a kind of a decline where I'm not making a whole lot of music. And me and him started talking about it, bro. And, you know, I was trying to explain to him that he had time. Like, he's a little older than me. But uh, it got me thinking, bro. Like, with TikTok and YouTube and Vine and all these social medias that have come out in, like, the past, like, you know, 10 years, right? Because, shit, 10 years ago, bro, I was, a, I was like, a, a sophomore in high school, right? I think about just how different if I would have just took it. But, bro, I lived in a shitty small-ass town, bro. Like, I got bullied for trying to rap in middle school. I got made fun of in high school for trying to rap. Like, it wasn't a conducive environment. I don't think I ever would have blown up, you know? And um, I still wonder if I would have took it more serious or maybe just, you know, bought myself my own. I just hit the shit out of this box, and I scared myself. I didn't even know it was over there. Oh, my God. (laughs) But maybe if I would have even just bought a mic and recorded shit back then and would just post it, you know, what would it be different now if I constantly fed that shit? And, um, you know, I found myself in a position where I was dealing with something that I haven't really overcome, but a good friend of mine was asking me advice on how I do it. I just told him straight up, you know, like, I try to remind myself that, you know, people have blown up in their late 20s, you know? I think people forget. Like, I don't know if any of you guys listen to Yellow Wolf. Uh, He's this white dude from Alabama. Uh, he had like a lot of popular songs when I was in high school, um, but he's made like a lot of good shit in the past 10 years. And, uh, Yellow Wolf didn't drop his first album till he was 25, but even his first popular one didn't come till three years later. So it was 28 before he ever made like shit. And he, like before he was making shit that got him recognition, you know? And, uh, you know, Childish Gambino too. He was already successful, but like Childish Gambino didn't even start rapping until he was like 26, 28 years old. And... You know, there's plenty of actors and people like Steve Jobs and, 
you know, there's tons of people out there that made it later in life. But I feel like nowadays, bro, you have all these fucking teenagers who, like, man, YouTube is the biggest example I can think of. There's so many YouTubers out there who are under 20 years old that I have no idea. I have never seen their content. I don't even know who they are. And they've made millions of dollars. And then there's people who's my age that I watched growing up that have accrued millions upon millions of dollars in the time that I've been doing this. So it really makes you think like, oh, the bubbles burst. Like, I missed my window. I'm not 18 to 20 years old anymore. Or even 16, bro. Like, you have fucking... What's that, what's that fucking... What's her name? Charlie DeMillo. Whatever. The fucking TikTok chick. Um... Bro, she had, like, what, like, millions of followers before she was even, like, 16 years old? You have, like, teenagers, literally teenagers, bro, like, blowing up, becoming famous, being able to have fucking prospects of millions of dollars if they market themselves and do certain things. Like, that wasn't a thought to me when I was 16. At 16, bro, I was worried about, like, (laughs) at 16, I was worried about, like, buying some weed, uh, trying to, like, hook up with a girl, and writing my shitty rap music. Never once did I think... Oh, I should go in on social media or I should post videos. It just wasn't a thing. And that kind of shit like really fucks with people who are older than like 20, I think now. Like if you're 20 plus and you have like a dream or something, I feel like in this day and age, if you're like 20 plus, you're like, well, fuck, like that's it for me. I'm a, I'm a working stiff till I die now. I, I missed out. There's no way I pursue my dreams at 25, you know, that's old as shit. But uh, the more I think about it, man, I'm kind of lucky. I don't have... I don't have kids. I'm not married. I don't have like a lot of bills. I barely have debt. And uh, I'm lucky that I have free time to like really, I guess, do what I want. Like, you know, most of the week I think about stuff to talk for this and I kind of just chill out. I collect comic books and shit, you know, but I started to think about how much time I have that a lot of other people don't have and how much I kind of take that shit for granted. And like I said, it's tough, bro, when you see like, uh, like, I'm not going to lie. I don't like, have a problem with him. And I don't even think he's bad. But, bro, I fucking hate Jack Harlow. Like, Jack Harlow is everything I fucking hate. Like, I guess about myself. Like, Jack Harlow brings the most jealousy out of me ever. Not only is he from Kentucky, but he went to, like, a somewhat popular high school where he had friends that he could fucking create rap music with and like have like a local following but like man like I'm not gonna lie that last shit he dropped was super mid it was really bad and kind of boring and the sample wasn't that great and uh yeah I'm just gonna be honest I fucking hate Jack Harlow not like I don't even hate him I'm just like I have so much jealousy like Jack Harlow reminds me of what I thought of Mac Miller but like it pisses me off more because I, I, let me let me walk that back. I don't think Jack Harlow is anywhere near Mac Miller's talent level. I meant when I was in high school, Mac Miller was like the dude I kind of looked up to. I was like, damn, look at this dude. He just graduated high school. He's got all this music, you know, blah, 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 blah. Jack Harlow is like what I wish I could have had when I was growing up in Kentucky, like where I went to like a decent school and uh, I could like make rap videos and shit like that. And um uh, yeah, bro, I get real fucking jealous, to be honest about. I fucking hate that shit. And when I look at somebody like him, I'm like, bro, if I would have had that, I would probably be where he's at, you know? And is that is that wrong to think? I don't know, you know? People who have listened to my music tell me it's good, it has potential. And I think about, damn, what if I would have had this, like, I've had this potential the whole time. What if I would have watered and fucking put this shit out in the sun 
when I was like 17, you know? But um, there's something I have to remind myself, bro, is like not everybody has the same journey. Not everybody's meant to have that, I guess. You know, maybe my point is to have this weird fucking nomadic job to job kind of life for a long time. And then I'm able to take those experiences along with growing up in a shitty small town. Like when I look at my deck of cards, bro, like my hand I'm dealt, it's a diverse hand, bro, for real. Like I'm thankful for how much shit I've been through, how many places I've lived you know, how many different things I've been able to do and see and be a part of. Uh, but at the same time, it fucking, it definitely has its downsides. You know, I look at people like, I think I've said this before on the podcast. Like if you have a group of friends that you hang out with, even on a weekly basis, like even if you see them once a week, bro, I envy you. I have jealousy for what you have. Like I haven't seen my close friends, like, like honestly hung out with them. Like since I was in high school, bro, like since I graduated, since I was like, 18 years old, you know, I'm 24 now, you know, the last time I saw uh, my good friends, bro, I drove, (laughs) I stopped to have, I don't even think I had dinner with them, bro, maybe I did, I stopped in Louisville on my way to uh, Florida when I moved from Chicago, and I saw them, like, there's a picture of us in a parking lot, bro, like, it wasn't even a dinner, bro, I think I had to, like, (laughs) I think we waited on one guy, and then the other guy had to chill, And, uh, you know, we hung out for like 20, 30 minutes, you know, and then I had to like go down to like Tennessee or uh, like, yeah, Knoxville or some shit. Cause I had a hotel reservation or something. It was something like that, bro. And, um, so yeah, man, like I, I like that shit always brings jealousy out of me when I see, I don't know. I, I guess I see myself in Jack Harlow, if that makes sense, even though he's younger than me, but like, I see, like, I see like maybe what I could have been, I guess, or I see something I really envied growing up. And, uh, yeah, I don't really hate him. I just wish that shit would have happened to me or I wish I would have had that drive or I would have had that, uh, you know, epiphany earlier of like, I should take this port and this might get me somewhere. Not that I would have been ever close. Like he lived in a, like Louisville is arguably the biggest city in Kentucky or the most modern like city in Kentucky. Cause it's a fucking trash state. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to diss anybody, but I fucking hated living there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. So I was talking to my buddy Trevin about that shit. And it just really got me thinking of like, you know, um, this shit, like I love doing the podcast, bro, but the music shit is always something I've wanted to do. And I want to keep it a part of like me as a person moving forward. And it was really cool to be able to like express some of these ideas to somebody who can like feel it. Cause yeah, man, like what did I write down? I just feel like it's hard to, it's hard to look like at the end of the tunnel if you're like in the middle, you know, like you can see something down there, but you don't know what the fuck it is. And it's dark as shit in here, you know, you're just looking for a way out. And I definitely wish I would have done a lot of shit sooner. But at the same time, if somebody was telling him is like, whether it was like 16 year old me that wanted to blow up like Jack Harlow, where I made a bunch of music in high school and then I happened to get big and then I made it out. As as much as, you know, he would have wanted to make music at 19, my buddy Trevin, um, imagine, like, you kind of want it, like, you want it a lot back then, especially when you're a kid and you haven't, like, faced the harsh realities of, like, adult life and shit. You want it real bad then, you think that's all you want. Imagine, like, six more years of, like, I wouldn't even say it's in the back of my head, bro, it's, like, on my forehead, you know? 
it's just an idea that's always present in the front of my brain. Like, bro, I wish I was in, I wish I was making music right now. I wish I was like on tour. I wish I was able to like take some time off and just go, you know, travel the world or some shit. Cause I have money in the bank and I have prospects and I have a fan base and, you know, I can keep creating and keep this going. Imagine how much more you want it when like, bro, a fire under your ass is good, bro. But like a slow rolling fire of like coals and shit like that's what keeps a train going you know that's outdated i know trains don't run on that shit or maybe they do i don't know about trains i just seen that shit in movies but you get what i'm saying that slow burning fucking fire that like that fucking bright red coal shit bro that is like that shit is it's a higher temperature bro it might not be as bright it might not be as roaring but it's hotter and it's is it's been oh it's been what's the word it's been stoked and it's been, you know, just waiting, just waiting to fucking keep some shit going to create more pressure. And uh, that's why I told him, I was like, you have to remember that, like, you know, 26 year old me wants it more than nine year old me did for sure. Or 24. Jesus, I just gave myself two extra years. But yeah, like 24 year old me definitely wants the shit way more than 13 year old me wanted it. Right. I take it way more serious. Like I think about it way more often. And uh, like I said, there's good and bad, you know, and also... I think about, I've made a bunch of mistakes in life. I've done a bunch of dumb shit. Most of that shit's behind me. I've learned lessons. Imagine, like, dude, if I think about, like, 18-year-old Dave with some fame, not good. Not good at all, bro. I'd have been canceled. I'd have fell off. All kinds of shit, you know? I might still get canceled because I use retard and I call people crackheads and all kinds of shit, but whatever. You get what I'm saying. So I think about the fact that I'm blessed that when I do blow up, I'll have (laughs) a fucking decent brain and I've worked out you know, some stupid shit I used to do or attitudes and views on the world I used to hold, you know, a whole, whole different, better version of me than that version would have been. And, uh, it's just nice to know that somebody out there gets like that fucking feeling of like, man, I've been wasting all this time, but the first step in that shit, bro, to anyone that's dealing with that, maybe it's not even about music. Maybe it's about, you want to become a fucking doctor or you want to be like a fucking mechanic or you want to learn to fly airplanes. The first step to getting over that shit is just being like, yeah, that time was wasted. How can I not waste anymore? How can I make the most out of my day? And um, the thing I told my homie was like, bro, you don't have to make a song right away. If I can't, like, this is something I used to do and it's something I started to implement again. If I didn't write that day, I would try to freestyle at least, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, maybe a half an hour. Because freestyling is not as easy as it sounds. It's just more about like putting yourself on different beats and trying to make a flow and trying to make some subject matter. But you want to stay sharp. If I couldn't do that, I would at least, at the very minimum, rap along to like hours worth of music. Whether it was in my car, at my job, whether I was just chilling. I would rap along to songs I liked, flows I really wanted to learn. You know, types of like really intricate lyrics that I was like, let me get in the headspace of how did he write that? What's, you know, how did he fucking put that rhyme scheme together? I would always try to dedicate a, a good chunk of my day and my brain power to music. So maybe if you can't do, the like, I'd love to be able to make a song a day. That's just not reasonable. I'd love to make a song a week. That's a little bit more reasonable. If you work on, like, half a verse a day in, what is that? In four to five days, you have all your verses done. And then for the next two days, you rehearse and then you record. And you get that song made. If you try to make a whole song in one day, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're not going to fucking follow through. And then you're just going to be even more pissed off when you walk away. And you didn't complete anything. 
at least if you practice or you even dive into like music theory, if you're doing something, you're not wasting that much time. And that's something I told my homie. I was like, bro, just start small, like freestyle in your car, rap some shit you really like over and over until you can memorize it, you know, or maybe just anything, bro. You know, listen to beats and try to figure out how strong structures work. Force yourself to listen to different shit that might inspire you. Um, but yeah, it's definitely something I want to uh, pursue. I have a project I want to complete uh, by the by the beginning of June. Um, but yeah, to anybody out there who's feeling like uh, you're my age and that being 20-something is a death sentence, um, you're probably right. <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that way. And uh, I always said this, like, even if you can't fucking, what's the saying? Even, like, if you shoot for the moon, even if you miss, you land in the stars or on a fucking cloud, you know? If you aim super high, you might not get there, but you get way further than you would have if you didn't aim at all, you know? So that's, like, what I'm trying to do, especially with this podcast or something, bro, you know? The, the more I can put myself out there and do something I've always wanted to do, I can see if it works. And if it doesn't, hopefully I find some shit that you know, makes up for that, but yeah, it's never too late, even though there's a bunch of 16 year olds that are more famous and wealthy than you, uh, it's not too late, you know, you can find your little fucking piece of the pie, it's there somewhere if Elon didn't eat it all, you know, Jeff, Elon and Jeff are eating all the pie, yeah, but yeah, um, but yeah, got a little somber right there, I was like, damn, that's some deep shit I just talked about, but yeah, hopefully that helps somebody. Maybe you don't give a fuck and you stop listening. But if you did, look out for that. Look out for that little project, that little acid acid rap shit, you know. I'll send you a link, you know. Uh, Alright. Damn, 58 minutes. While we're there, it's time for your weekly recommendation. Uh, this week's a twofer. It's a book and a movie. Either one are great. If you watch both, they're even better. Um, so I read this book and watched this movie when I was like 16 years old and ever since then it has had such a great impact on my life and I think there's something for, there's a little something for everybody in this movie. Um, and I think it's just a really good story and I think people should watch it. It's also got a really good cast and if you're into books, it's a really good book and it does something really interesting. Uh, I've never seen in another book, not in this manner anyway, uh, but it's called Perks of Being a Wallflower. Now, the movie's great. It's got Ezra Miller. He's the Flash. He's in those Fantastic Beast movies. Emma Watson. You guys know her, her Hermione Granger, uh, other movies she's been in that I can't name. Um, it's got Logan Lerman, I think is his name. Kid from Percy Jackson. You know, Paul Rudd's in there. And uh, I think the chick from Vampire Diaries is like his sister or something. So there's a bunch of people in there. It's, they're all really good, and they acted out really well. Um, the movie's got a lot of great music as well which is really good because it's like uh, it's like older music, but it introduced me to a lot of good shit like David Bowie, the Smiths. Um, and yeah, a lot of good music in there. But it's a really good movie. It's not too long. And uh, the movie does a really good job of like, uh, what's that, what's that called? It like tugs on your heartstrings. You know, when you watch this movie, you get emotional or, um, yeah, man, when I watch this movie, there's still che- scenes that choke me up even though I've seen them you know, a hundred times, but when I was going through, uh, through some things in high school and I didn't always feel like I belonged or fit in, um, this movie really spoke to me as a, as a, as a teenager. And I got recommended it by, uh, by this, uh, teacher. She was like the drama teacher or something, but she told me I should read it and it would check me out. And 
I like <laughs> it's so cringe. Back in high school, I wanted to be a writer as well. Like that was like a pipe dream I had for a few years, because I would always like read poetry in the library. Because I was like a hipster who like smoked weed and wanted to rap. I was a bad. I was always been a mixed bag of shit, bro. Um, but yeah, so I always wanted to be a writer, and she told me this was about a kid who wanted to be a writer and blah blah blah. But the book is really good as well. It's not that long either. So if you're not into like long books, I get that. Um, but it's not that long, but something that's really cool in this book is that he keeps like a journal, uh, in the movie and in the book he writes, uh, like there'll be excerpts in the book that are like from the main character, Charlie's perspective. And, um, he's really into books. He wants to be a writer growing up. So he finds this English teacher, um, that's like really uh, nice to him and shit like that. And, uh, he gives him book reports and he just does these for fun. Like he'll read a book and write a report on it. Um, and it's really cool because in the book, the further the book goes on, the more books he reads and the more reports he writes, his writing gets better, like his sentence structure and uh, his vocabulary. He'll even comment like I've never used that word in a sentence before. And uh, you see like not only do you see like character development, you see like a character develop on their passion. It's it's kind of meta from like the dude who wrote the book. But yeah, it's a really good book. Um, it tackles a lot of like the high school experience, but then a lot of also like real world shit like uh, you know, like, uh, sexuality and, uh, you know, not fitting in, uh, trauma, uh, social dynamics, uh, and just like kind of like a bit of like existentialism, ex existentialism, fuck, that word's hard to say, but yeah, it talks about like life and outlooks and how to deal with, you know, depression and, um, I don't know, the human experience a bit. Um, but it's really good. It's a great book, great movie. If you do them both, you get extra credit, and I'll give you a gold sticker uh, next episode. Mm, but yeah, you guys know what it is. That's your weekly recommendation. And now it's time for your weekly plugs. Uh, follow me on Spotify. Share this with your buddies, your friends, your gal pals. Uh, throw it up on your MySpace. You know, tweet it out. Tweet it out to your favorite other podcast. You know, tweet it out to your grandma. You know, tell them to follow. <laughs> but yeah, follow me on Spotify, rate the show, like this episode if you like it, if you think it deserves it, if you don't, that's fine too. And um, yeah, if you're still listening and you're one of those mystery downloads, hit me up, justlastweekpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, for the love of fucking cheese and crackers, bro, um, even if you know me, send me a fucking email. Be the first person to send me an email. Send me a question, a comment, a concern, or a riddle. Send me a, a link that you want me to react to. Something crazy. Send me something you'd like to hear. Ask me a question. Anything, please. I set up this Gmail. Nobody's hitting it up, bruh. Hit up the Gmail. Just last week podcast at gmail.com. You know? And uh yeah, as always, I appreciate you guys. Uh share this with uh share this with somebody. Don't share it with somebody. Keep it to yourself. Keep it a little secret. But yeah. I got some special things lined up. Um for the future, for the near future, uh maybe the distant future but the future nonetheless and i appreciate you guys listening and i will see you uh, next week when we have another episode goodbye